Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today and a little bit sad. It is our last episode of our Ennea Summer 2019, our episode with the nines. The music in the background that you hear actually is the Enneagram 9 song, the instrumental by Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping at Last. He is incredibly talented. You've got to go read these lyrics and and really um, hear this song, especially if you are a nine or if you love a nine. Um, I would recommend going and listen to it. Go listen to all his stuff, buy his music. He's just the best. We are so thankful that he has partnered with us um, for this series. Speaking of this series, there are a lot of you guys that have follow-up questions, and we are planning a follow-up Q&A any summer 2019 show. Here is how you submit the questions. This is the only way you submit the questions. Podcast at AnnieFDowns.com. Email your question. The shorter it is, the better. Get it to the point podcast at AnnieFDowns.com. And we are going to get an expert on with us and have a follow-up conversation about all of these numbers and your questions. So podcast at AnnieFDowns.com. Today on the show with our Enneagram nines, you guys, you nines out there have been less than patient and I apologize. Y'all have been waiting on today and I think you will find it was quite worth your wait. Today, our Enneagram nines, Jason and Sonny, are just going to tell the truth about what it is like to be inside the head of a nine. And I think you're really going to love it. All right, friends, it is our last show of the Ennea Summer, our Enneagram Nine show. And we have got Beth McCord here with us. Thanks for doing this whole series with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. You are such an expert. I'm so grateful at how you're sharing your wisdom. So you have a book coming out called Becoming Us. In October, yep. along with an Enneagram book for each type. Yep. In December, we'll come out with those. So get ready okay, for gifts for Christmas. For Christmas time. Yes, that's right. We will remind everybody at Christmas that that is coming. And then you have marriage courses yep. coming out this summer for every type every, combined with another type, including exactly. their own. Including, like if you're a nine and a nine together. So in a world where I marry a seven, can you even imagine? It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we have a course for you. explosion of <laughs> yes. lots of things. Maybe I'll try it. I haven't yes. dated a seven before, so we'll Could see what happens. happens. And today we're going to finish up with you talking about yourself yeah. with the nines. Aww. Tell me about nines. I love nines so much. I love nines too, just because I have such obviously a heart for them. Yes. Um, so our core fear is the fear of conflict, tension, any kind of discord, being overlooked, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like think of a, a, as, as this like lake. And it's still, and then people in the world throw rocks on it and there's all these rebels. It's like, can you please stop? Uh I'm enjoying the peaceful scenery. Um, So any kind of disturbance can be really hard for us. What we desire is inner stability and peace of mind. So Mm -hmm. like that peaceful, serene lake is Mm -hmm. what we're looking for. But it's like this harmony with everyone. Like, like, why can't we just get along? Like, why can't you see the the positive in everyone? Like, Mm -hmm. so we all commit a suicide where we assume we know other people's perspectives, thoughts, motives. Mm -hmm. But nines really try their best to not do that all the time. We're trying to get in other people's shoes to see the world from their vantage point. Um, which is a really beautiful thing, but it's also really hard because then we don't know ourselves. We flood ourselves mm-hmm. out. So we have this inner fog. So where that comes from is the core weakness or passion, which is sloth. And this isn't a physical laziness. We can actually be really active, yeah. but it's an internal of not knowing ourselves, our passions, desires. And Y'all we'll just, are an object, that a still object stays a still object yeah. unless a force comes from the outside. Yeah, so inertia. Yeah. Once we're in motion, oh man, you better watch out. Yeah, that's right. We're a force of nature. But if we're at rest, 
ooh, it's going to be pretty hard to get us moving. We can be very <laughs> stubborn, very stubborn. And so what we long to hear is your presence matters because ultimately we don't think our presence matters or our mm. voice matters. And it's a lot of it because we don't know ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. well, and so if we get a glimpse of ourselves, we're like, oh, look at that. That's really awesome. But then it can fade away and we can forget really quickly because Mm -hmm. what if what I think about myself or my passions go against yours in any way, shape or form, whether Mm -hmm. little or big, I'm going to forego myself to make sure you're happy and there's peace. And so we can forget ourselves really easily and go back into that fog. But the gift of a nine, if they have clarity, you better get out of the way. That's right. (laughs) They are a force of nature. So I think of um, nines and myself as like elephants. So elephants love to play in mud baths together, very communal, very gentle giants. But when they are approached by lions, they are the king of the jungle. Mm. And those lions better get out of the way. And they can charge and stampede. And so that's what I want nines to know is what is God calling you to? Where's the clarity? Get the clarity and then go Mm. and bless the world. Because otherwise we hoard our gifts to ourselves and we don't bless other people. And Mm. that's really our heart is to bless the world. So get clarity and go for it. Okay. So tell me what God says to nines. So what Christ and God says to nines is your presence does matter. I mean, think about that. He left his throne in heaven to come and live a brutal life, to be tortured, to die and to rise again because we matter to him. Mm. And if we matter that much to him, you got to believe it. Like you can't be looking for it from other people. They don't even know how much to give that message to you. Like, and they're trying, but Christ does it all day, every day. And so you've got to have that confidence in who you are and whose you are. And when you do that, you'll be that elephant that says, no, I'm the king of the jungle and I'm going to go for it. Brilliant. I love how nines seem to, nines seem to like sevens. Yeah. I have a lot of nines because they all just kind of like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm having a great time. If you want to have fun, I'll have fun too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're both optimists. And yes. so, but they uh, don't let me bulldoze them. It's not like I get no. to decide what their life is. People always forget to turn the favor back. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and even if they do, sometimes the nines are going to try to skirt around it. So don't let them do that. Yes. Just ask them deep questions and say, you really matter. I want to listen to you. Yeah. So tell me what we out. should we should plan to hear in this conversation. I'm gonna have to work hard, aren't I? Yeah. Well, so the be, nines know each other. Okay. Sunny and Jason know each other because they both of them were kind of like, I need the questions and I need the person. So they're gonna look for you to guide the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll probably be pretty open and transparent, especially since they know each other. Um, but you're gonna find a lot of encouraging, like an encouragement atmosphere towards one another and you. What you might find, and it's kind of a funny word to use, but like this kumbaya moment where Mm -hmm. they really are going to be affirming, encouraging, supporting one another, but also you at the same time. And they're going to let you lead. But when you hand it over to them, what I'm hoping that you're going to hear is the courage to stand up and have clarity and say their piece. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, did you give them the questions ahead of time? Yes. Okay, good. So they have thought through them. Where you're going to also hear uncertainty is if anything gets shifted because nines can be slow in their thought process about themselves. And so if you direct too much directly at them, if you're talking about nines in general, they could talk all day long. If you say, tell me about you, all of a sudden the fog comes and it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like I do that on the podcast and they're like, what's your favorite vacation? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but nines would love to go. <laughs> I do, but in the moment, it's just, it all becomes a fog really quickly. So uh, listen for the fog and the uncertainty, but also listen for the clarity and the support. Okay. Yay. I can't wait for this conversation. Here are Enneagram Nines, Sunny and Jason. So great. 
great. Can this be the shortest podcast you've ever done? <laughs> I mean, time will tell, Jay. <laughs> we'll see. First of all, we're going to do it. We've done it every show. Tell me how long you were waiting before I saw you. How long have you been out in the parking lot? What time did you actually get here? We were recording at 1 o'clock. What time did you actually get here, Sonny? Uh, 12.42. Jason. I think I pulled in behind her, but I was in the parking lot next door for about an hour, a little over an hour, but I had tacos first. <laughs> Why did you not come in? Because the assigned time was one o'clock and I'm not going to show up at 12 for, I'll show up at 12.42 for a one o'clock, but I'm not showing up at 11.42 for a one o'clock. Why? What do you think I would think if you showed up early? I would, you wouldn't think anything, but it's just like, you know, you don't just come barging in on people before you're supposed to. There's like, you have to be reasonable. Yeah. Early, but reasonably. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to love this so much. <laughs> I am just so happy about all of this. Okay. The first thing we need to do that I forget sometimes is, will you tell us your first name? Tell us married, single kids, all that story. And tell us how, tell me how you spend your day, what you do. Yes. Uh, my name is Sunny. And I am married to Phil, uh, who is at Enneagram 7. Yes. We've uh, been married for 13 and a half years, so we're an awkward teenager as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a son, Rock, who's 10, a daughter, Ever, who's 7, and a daughter, Daly, who is 4. And um, I work part-time for a nonprofit called the Nashville Fellows Program. So um, just I'm a program coordinator. I do a lot of admin type work for them. It's a great organization. Look it up. And yeah, and then I mom it the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, who are you, sir? I forgot the questions. Uh, give it your best. Um, I'm Jason. I um, am a tour manager. So I either spend my days running around doing whatever it is on like an 18 hour day or I sit at home and do nothing. And watch baseball. And watch baseball. <laughs> yes, exactly. And not married. No. So I like when we have a combo show because it shows a lot of different sides of how your number plays out. So I like for people to know that. Sunny, how do you feel about the Enneagram? Um, I like it. It's been it's been a huge help, especially in my marriage. So I really? think, yeah, I think for a long time, just our differences in marriage felt personal. It felt like the choices you're making or the things that you're mm. doing are affecting me negatively or like felt like you're doing it like you must not like me how did you choose that or how did you why did you and once we've like found the enneagram in our marriage it totally took it out of like oh like this is just how you're wired this has nothing to do with me as your spouse like yeah um without me around you do these same things like for a long time it felt like we just were feeding not well off of each other in our numbers but we didn't know why. Hmm. So, that, and y'all got married young. Yeah. So I was twenty, just turned twenty, and Phil was uh, twenty-three. Okay. So, there, yeah, whole bucket of things. There. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, as a Sunny, as an individual person, do you feel like it has helped you knowing your nineness? Yeah, I I think so. I so it's been about I, I found the Enneagram through I went through a season of pretty intense counseling um, between my two daughters so it was about six years ago, and the counselor used it um, and that's where I first heard about it. Oh really? So yeah. Um, so I took the test through uh, the counselor and then we just used it a lot in like processing and talking things out and I think 
Yeah, I mean, if any, it, it's felt, I mean, I've cried about my number a lot. Like, I don't, I think I struggle with accepting the hard parts of a nine. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I could be different. Um, so it's not like, oh, like, I love this. This is so fun. More, it's like, oh, like, why? Like, yeah. I know why. I can see it on paper now. But um, I struggle with the worst parts about being a seven, too. Yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it puts a spotlight on why I do some of the things I do that feel yeah. irritating. Um, and then it, I think it's helpful to kind of know, okay, like I'm going to unhealthy places or I'm I'm doing like I'm I'm being more healthy. I think that's a good I like that part of it for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. for myself. Um, Jay, how do you feel about the Enneagram? Um, probably not like this answer. Um I no, you can say yeah. the truth. I know who I asked to be on the show. As, as long as you're aware. Uh-huh. Um I, I'm sort of opposed to all of those things that I feel like label me or identify me, mm. which probably is a bad thing. I'm not, it's, that's probably more on me, but any of sort of like the, whatever, all the Myers-Briggs or this or that, yeah. I've just sort of avoided them for a long time. And I think either, you know, just for fear of it or just acknowledging or figuring out who I am or doing that work, I think like Sunny was saying with like her and Phil, you kind of figured out you need to figure out the other person being single and sort of, you know, most of my life being sort of single by myself. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm fine. I can like kind of cruise, th- cruise through this. But having discovered it and still relatively new to it, maybe it's a very nine thing. I've had the Road Back yeah, to You book. Yeah, how long have you had the Road Back to You book, Jason? <laughs> uh, when did it come out? When For- did I give it to you? Yeah. Yeah. Several years ago. Yeah, I think so. And, but like, I've had the intention to read it for... And I didn't give it to you because you didn't want it. You asked about it and no, I had a copy. And I, I wanted it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, Just to be like, clear, I wasn't forcing it upon no, like, any of my friends. Everyone was talking about it. Like, it was probably three years ago, I'm guessing, at this point in time when yeah. I, I'd never heard of it. And then three years ago, it sort of like seemingly overnight, everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is intriguing. And like, I should probably learn about this and myself and other people and all that. So I got it from you, carried it literally all over the world. Like I've had it in my backpack with the intention of reading it for three years. Mm-hmm. Took it on vacation, took it on work trips, took it on personal trips, and never opened it. And started one time, I think it starts with an eight, and I was like, I'm nothing like this, so yeah. I don't know. And then just then nine was the next chapter, and I, most people had said that I probably was a nine. And so I was like, I don't know about this. And then so finally, recently, I've kind of gotten into it, and it definitely like explains a lot. I can relate to it a lot more than I was hoping I would be able to. Uh, that's a great, that's a <laughs> that great line. Sense, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, so when you read about a nine, that feels true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same, Sunny. You like knew. Oh, yeah. Like real fast. Yeah. It was not, there was not much of a question mark for me once I saw what the nine was about. I was like, yeah. ooh, yep, that's me. Tell me what a nine's afraid of. What, what scares y'all? Doing podcasts? <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm so grateful. When you said yes, I was like, everyone quietly accept this. Can, can we talk about that, yes. though? Yeah. I, I, uh-huh. I said yes because I didn't want to say no because I figured you had probably either asked other people or had considered other things. And so, like, me saying no would have, like, somehow caused conflict or would have caused disagreement or would have put you in a bad place. I didn't do it because I necessarily wanted to do it. I did it because I feel like if you were asking, then there was like a purpose behind it. And so I should do it. Wow. Or because, yeah, because it's important to somebody else. Yeah. You're like, okay, I got it. I need to do that. Like there's so few things in my life that I do because I want to. 
Yes, 100%. Almost everything I do, if I'm motivated to do something, it's because I'm like someone, it matters to someone else and I care about them. And that's the only thing that's motivating me. Yeah. Wow. Well, that makes me extra grateful. Y'all also should be warned. I've cried three times today about other things. So this is for sure going to happen with y'all. Also, do y'all know y'all are only the second set of the nine who know each other? The fours knew each other and everyone else has been strangers. But I was like, when I was picking nines, uh, because you can see the list on the wall behind you, there were other options. When I was picking nines, I was like, you know who I think would actually do this if they were together? is Sonny and Jason. <laughs> yeah, that may have been, I can't remember if she was on board first, but I feel like she would have had she to was have been on board for, first. Yes. for me to say yes. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So for glad. sure that was true. Okay, so, I will say going back yeah. to like pulling in the parking lot, like I thought that was you that pulled in in front of me and I even like sat there for a few minutes. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Sonny. Like looking at the clock, looking at that, I was like, okay, I think it's safe to like go inside now. Yeah. And he got out first and then I saw him and I was like, oh, okay, good, I can go in. <laughs> Y'all, so my assistant Jenna is also nine, and behind y'all, she is nodding furiously at everything you're saying. So I'm pretty sure now she only took the job to work for me because she was afraid of what would happen if she didn't. For yeah. me, she was, you guys, but, y'all just always think about other people that much? Yes. But I th- yes, but I think also, like I was saying with the identifying, or it, it saves me sometimes from like maybe some self introspection that I need to do. But yes, but like it's always sort of uh, whatever, I, like to the serious answer to the afraid question to go back to that is I think I'm always like most afraid of like making the wrong decision mm. in like whatever it is. And so I think if I like, if I take myself out of it, I'm like, okay, other people, like I can, I can help that. Or I can facilitate that and then not worry about like making a wrong decision on like my behalf because I can go fill in somebody else or help somebody else not make a wrong decision or help somebody else ease somebody else's something. So it's easier to do that than it is to like, figure out my own stuff. True, Sunny? Yes. I was going, like, in all of that, I was thinking, like, I hate being in charge. Like, I absolutely hate being in charge. Of Do you? I think that's anything. why you're a great tour manager, too, Jay, is that y'all. But doesn't that make you in charge? That's where I've been a little confused. I'm like, how this does he handle this? This is for me, not for y'all. This is for me, like, not for y'all. <laughs> how do you handle your job every day? Because well, I look at your job and think that that means you're in charge all the time. You know, I almost feel like that I have like two different personality, different lives or whatever it is, like at home. And it's sort of like the inertia thing at home. I won't do anything. I'll sit around all day. I'll relax. I'll go get, go out to eat lunch, come back, go for a run, do nothing and like waste a whole day. And then on the road, it's like, okay, well now I've got to like, and it might be back to the other person because it's not about me. Yeah. It's about like a team or a person or whatever. And then it's like, okay, so with this, it's like, I'm up at this time and going to bed, you know, you're up, you're working 18 hour days and you're all over the place. And so it's like, but I think even with that, I can make decisions on behalf of their people or in this like greater, to serve a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. But I would also say that probably the two people that I work closest with would still say that I struggle making decisions, even on the job. Even on the job, yeah. Like when you have to. Because I actually don't think the tour manager is in charge. I think the tour manager executes everything. Someone else makes most of the, like, you, you didn't pick the city y'all are going to. No, all of that's done ahead of time. Right. But yeah, but all so the stuff. So you're fitting that, into a form that's kind of already prescribed a bit. Yeah, somebody's like, here's where you're going, go make it happen. Okay. But there are definitely times where it's like, well, what about this? Or like, 
Or like if the bus breaks down. Yeah. Like, you have to figure that that's out, That's on right? me, yes. Oh, my gosh. But I Dad. think, but I think the part of it is like, <laughs> I want to be the one to wake up in the middle of the night so everybody else can sleep. Like, it's like, you guys, like, do your thing. Like, I've got this. Whether I do or not, like, that's sort of like, I want everybody else to be like, okay, you guys should do your thing. Go have fun. Go sleep. Whatever. We'll figure this out. Okay. So how do people, this is, you're, you hate this, your face. Hate you hate what he's saying. His job. Yeah. His job makes me well. I because I feel um, it's so funny because I've been in my brain. I've been thinking through just kind of who I was before kids, and and I, I've like I felt so much more capable in my life before I became a wife and a mom. Like those things then put labels on me and what I thought that meant, and in in a sense like. Like, I couldn't, I, I don't have a day where I can just do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And so I, I felt like I was such, like, such a more, like, personable, fun person <laughs> before I had titles. And then mm-hmm. the titles have made it so much harder for me to, like, I've, I'm, like, waiting for permission to take a back seat. But I always feel like I got to show up for everybody all the time. And I'm kind of, I put myself at the bottom of the totem pole. Like generally no one else is doing that to me, but. Both I, of you do that. Like mm-hmm. I can't rest. I cannot take it easy if things are uneasy. But when do you, when is, when are things ever not uneasy in a family, you know? Do and you so, ever rest though? In my, in like your guts? No, not like that. Yeah. yeah. I say my like, yeah, I think I have sort of a blank slate, so to speak. Like I can do whatever I want. And then I end up doing the same thing every day or worrying about the same things every day or, you know, figuring out what the next thing is or like, what do I need to be doing? What should I be doing? What can I be doing for what does so-and-so need that I could maybe like do? And so I just do nothing and yeah. sit on the couch all day. Yeah. Maybe not quite that bad, but. No, you don't. You eat a Baja. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. You do eat That's the same That's where place. I see you, Jason. <laughs> yes. That's literally where anyone who wants to see Jason can see Jason is yeah. a Baja. At 1230. At the earliest. Yeah. That's like this one o'clock thing kind of messed me up because like we're in my lunch hour right now. And yet. I got tacos earlier today. You didn't even tell me. No, I'm not going to change anything. People got stuff going on. I don't. That's so funny. Sunny has a family to worry about. If she can do one o'clock, I can do one o'clock. Oh, that's kind. How do, do y'all feel like people love you? I feel like people don't like know me mm-hmm. I have like it's so hard I think to communicate like I don't even know what it means to love me to tell somebody that's my biggest struggle is like what does it mean to love me like what fills me up what like brings me comfort and uh, I don't know it is a big struggle to even like find the words that that means to tell somebody because and usually I'll come up with something, but it feels like a half truth or a half like yeah, this does make me feel loved, but not like really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. I'm not withholding that information on purpose. It's just I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it takes me so much introspective time to really come up with and safe time if I'm going to be talking, like safe protected space to process because if. People like if I'm processing and then they're like someone has a question or like interrupts that process for me, a lot of times it'll just shut off and I can't keep going down that road of figuring it out anymore. 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree and relate to everything you just said for sure. I think that's why there was that long, awkward pause. They're like, who's going to take this and how do we answer <laughs> no to that question? It's like, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it, for me, it goes back to the whole like sort of avoiding things in general of like, if I don't know myself enough, then I don't know how I can have somebody or expect somebody else to love me. But I also can't really communicate. I feel like I deserve love. Like it's not that. It's just I don't know how to communicate or then reciprocate or respond to that. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know what I, it also feels weird to tell somebody like what you need. Uh, does that feel true? It's so me? risky. Really? It's very yeah. risky. Like if I'm actually going to get to the point of having an opinion and then expected to speak it out, like it feels like so sacred. And, and even in processing it, I felt like, gosh, like that kind of feels selfish a little bit. And I struggle with like the selfishness thing. I want, well, like I'm not going to do that because that's selfish. That's selfish. Like that's where I'll go in my head. But like realizing how, yeah, like it's just, it's hard to get there to say it to then, like it's almost better to not say what I need than to say it and not get it. Oh, wow. Yeah, 100%. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like in that case, like, if you don't say it, then you're still, like, internalizing it or it's still, like, it's on you or it's some part of you. And then you're not setting up yourself for disappointment or any of those or potential conflict or any of that kind right. of stuff. But then it's if like you preserving, say it. preserving, self-preserving. Yeah. If you say it and don't get it, then that's, like, crushing. You're just like, I finally, like, came to something and then didn't get it which is like the worst possible thing it's or it worst. feels that way. Yeah. Even and in, in down to simple things like where to go to eat on oh, a date or when where we to, tried to figure out dinner it's a few the weeks ago. And I was like, oh. I don't know how to help him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can keep saying places. He was, he was trying, the story is Jason was trying to make sure I could eat somewhere that doesn't have, um, wasn't eating a ton of meat that doesn't yeah. have dairy. So he's processing that, not thinking at all what he wants. I'm trying to help him want something so that I can help him eat somewhere he wants. And we sat in a car for a long time. Yeah, that's my buddy Chris and I. We go to dinner most every Tuesday night, and we laugh at each other every Tuesday night because it's, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Here's a list of 10 places. Where do you want to go? I don't know. You decide. Tell me where to go. And then he will push it back on me. And be like, where do you want to go? Oh, my gosh. And we yeah. literally spend 20 minutes every Tuesday and we end up at like the same one of the same two or three places every yeah. single time. Yeah. And y'all are even aware of it. Like, oh, we're and you we were making that decision. I was aware of it. Were you aware of it? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, my parents are like, they were, when I go home, it's like, where do you want to eat? I don't know. I don't live here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, pick, just, yeah, pick just tell me where we're going to eat. <laughs> you know, no. Yes. It's yeah. all the time. But then yeah. when someone tells you where you're going to eat, are you genuinely happy with the decision? Sometimes. Yeah, most of the, I, I think I'm pretty easy going when it comes to like, if we're talking specifically like restaurants. Like, right, right. I know you're easy about yes, food, Jay. I'm easy about food. When it comes to other things, it, it yeah, it kind of depends. Like there are definitely times where I have an opinion and don't want to express it, but there's also times where I'm just kind of like, I genuinely don't care yeah. because I... How do we know the difference? How, how do your people know the difference? I mean, I think that one's on us, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, because I don't know that you can tell the difference. And sometimes... I don't know the difference until after the fact. So is it me saying to you twice, Sonny, do you want to go do this? And and you say, yeah, of course, whatever you want to do. And I go, okay, Sonny, are you sure you want to go to the zoo? 
And that second time is when you get to decide yes. whether you tell me the truth. Okay. Totally. Yeah. And then I just have to believe after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I feel like, yeah, I have to, I've had to learn very much to, to take responsibility for my inaction and my like not disclosing what I want. Cause for a long time I felt like life's just happening to me. Like things are just happening. And I felt like I didn't have any say or control in it until I realized, oh, I've like, my choice has been to take a step back and to not do anything. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like all these things that have happened, my role, my action has been inaction and that still produces something. And so that was really eye-opening and hard to accept that, okay, like I can do nothing and watch my life go by or I can be an active participant in it. Neither of which, I mean, the the inaction is more comfortable in the moment, but I think when you step back and look at 10 years in your life and you're like, what in the world? <laughs> like, mm. what happened? <laughs> that doesn't feel good. So I have to do, like put the work into, okay, if I really do care about this, I need to say what I need to say. But it is so just, it's not natural at all to do that. Yeah. I will say about restaurants, though, because I'm married to a seven. We figured <laughs> out. So my husband's like, options, 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 options. And I'm like, two options. Give me two. Like, ah. I can handle two options. But if you're going to give me ten, then I feel paralyzed. Okay. So I can generally deal with, like, a minimal amount of options and then can, out of those two, be like, okay, I feel confident about this choice. And the trust built over time with Phil yes. probably helps. Or the multiple misunderstandings and the right, multiple, let's right. try that again or whatever. Right. And I don't know, I felt like like Sevens or Phil, it has a hard time making choices too. Like the mm-hmm. two of us together are kind of a But mess. the reasons are different. Right. Yeah. Y'all, y'all because you can't pick and us because we want all of them. Like the yeah. answer is yes, all of yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. yes I don't yes. care which one because all of them are fun to me. Yeah. And Yeah. And even like two is too many for me sometimes because I'm like, what if you have a strong feeling on the other one? And like, you're really hoping that I, I always pick, know that's in your head. That I you just feel like you're going to mess it up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm totally going to pick the wrong one. Yeah. Like, not that there is a wrong one, but yeah, hundred percent. Like even that it's like A or B. I'm like, both are probably cool. Like, sure. Whichever one you just decide and I'll be fine. Yeah. Because, like, because the cost is too high. If you pick the one that is you consider wrong. Yes. Or if it's like a crappy experience or like if something happens there and it was your you're the one that like yes. agreed to it, then it feels like this blaring oh, like it's your fault, I mean, it's your fault. That little happened the other day with a family that I've known for 20 years and they don't live in town. They were in town visiting family that does live in town and they were like, "Hey, like pick where you want to go to eat. Where should we go to eat tonight?" And I'm like, "No, like I don't I don't want that." Like they're like, "It's fine." So I kind of got it down to like three places and I'm like, "Any of these?" And then finally, like, the guy was like, he's like, I will say I made the decision. I'll own this decision if you, if that would make you, like, feel better. And I was like, well, no, because I still know that I did it. But, like, what if you don't like it? What if it's not a good place? What if I think it's good and you don't? Or any of those kind of things. Like, that's constantly running through my mind no matter, like, what decision it is. Well, I think for me in those moments, like, it comes back to, like, my greatest fear as a nine is that... Like you're good. That you're you're doing great. Nothing feels worse to me than when. What's your greatest yeah, fear? My greatest fear is when like if I feel like I can't handle it, that you're gonna leave me. Like mm. if I can't handle A, B, C, or D, 
then you're going to leave. Like it's disconnection. It's like if I'm too hard to be around or I made the wrong choice or you're like disgruntled because of something I did, like I'm always just afraid that somebody's going to be like, never mind about you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what was the... (laughs) I'll give you the actual question. You can (laughs) fill it in. Sunny, thank you for, both of you, thank you for saying all these true things. Um, nothing is worse to me than when I feel. Period. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But I mean, but I think like along with it, yes, I mean, I definitely like what Sonny said is that like, like, I think like sort of my biggest, like, fears other than being on this podcast right now. You're doing is, great, bud. You are. Sonny's doing great. Um, but it is sort of that like fear of commitment and rejection of like equal parts of like, you know, if I'm like into this thing and I disappoint somebody, are they going to leave? Is it there? Like, what is the commitment level? Or then like, if you get rejected for whatever reason, a particular fine reason in dating and whatever it is, jobs, whatever, but it's like, oh, what did I do? Like, did I say something wrong? Like, what could I have done to fix that? What, how do I not let that happen? Like all of those sorts of things. So I think as a result of all of those things, it's like either like I feel worse when I like either let somebody down or don't like do what I'm supposed to do or any of those sorts of things, which I then go back to like, oh, well, because I've messed up, I'm going to get fired. Or because I messed up, like this person's going to walk away and not trust me anymore or not want me to be a part of whatever's happening anymore. Yeah. So you just try so hard not to be in a situation where you have to feel. Much. So that's why it's, you, like, it's a peace thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like not too happy, not too sad. Like just middle ground. Let's just stay right in this middle space. Hundred percent. Yes. If you can avoid, yeah. And avoid I, wa- any, I don't like, know. Peaks and valleys. It's I don't like, know if this is related, but I watch a lot of baseball. I love baseball. Baseball like takes me to this like. A little bit happy. I'm going to start seeing Instagram posts of the two of y'all at Sounds Games all the time. <laughs> and me and Phil and all of your rest of your friends being like, can going on? all your friends be there? No. Just no. The two of y'all? No. Y'all just need to nine out for a little bit yeah. by yourselves. Uh, yeah. If I'm at a baseball game, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's always been that way for me. Like, that was, like, sort of the thing, like, growing up, it was, like, that was and has been even now. That was the thing, what? Finish the sentence. That was the thing that... It was the thing I was like gra- I gravitated towards. I don't know why. I also think it was the thing that like I saw like I'm an only child as well. So like I saw my dad like making the sacrifices of like I was the little kid that was like I want to get there as soon as the doors open and get autographs and see batting practice. And I want to be like the last person to leave and all of that. And my dad, who probably around that time was like my age, would think about I have no responsibility. I do whatever I want. He's like working and doing this and doing this. And then also like leaving straight from work and going to like a baseball game and sitting there all night and coming home. But baseball has always been sort of. But he's committed to you in that. He showed up for you. Exactly. And you expressed what you wanted. Yeah, well, I wanted baseball. I can tell you that. I want to go to a baseball game now. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. You want to be anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere right here. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Okay. Sonny, what, what made you start talking about baseball? What brought that to your mind? Just just the not too happy, not too sad. Just uh-huh. like the steadiness. Yeah. There's there like 
It's so funny, too, because I've tried, like, my life has taken turns in which I can't ignore pain. Like, I can't not go to those valley places. And so I've felt myself, I'm more comfortable there because I trust that God is going to go to those places with me and mm-hmm. I won't be left alone in those places. But I'm discovering probably in the last six months that I am I am terrified of, like, a lot of joy. Extreme joy makes mm-hmm. me so afraid. And I feel like God's going to leave me if I'm too happy or if I'm too excited. So I'm like struggling through that of just even choosing. Like, I mean, if joy happens, that's great. If you're like hanging out with friends, it happens. But to plan it, to plan a trip or to like really have an opinion about what brings me joy feels like incredible risk to me. Do you think you don't deserve it or is it just like? I feel like I, don't, I feel like God will leave. Like, she's fine now. I'm going to step away. Hmm. And then who knows what will happen. Mm-hmm. Then everything will crash down because he's going to leave me. Um, so that's been funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a problem. <laughs> How are you not crying and I am? I hate crying. Oh, okay. You I hate crying too. Yeah, I don't think I have in decades. Yeah, yeah that's not true. Maybe when the Cubs won the World Series. Oh, my God. Get Happy cry. No, but I, but I agree with it. I think in like, the mine is much more of like a, because I'm, again, like, so I don't have like the family side that this kind of side. Like mine, I sort of, and I'm a workaholic. Like when I'm working, I'm doing it. But in work, when we've had some like pretty cool things happen, I'm the same way. I'm like, this is amazing, but I can't enjoy it too much because if I let my guard down, then I make a mistake and then I get fired because of having too much fun. Or like, I've let myself enjoy this moment that we've all worked really hard for, but it's like, it's not my moment. So if I like start enjoying it too much, then it'll be taken away or I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing or those sorts of things. So it definitely is like, I'll let myself go lower than I will go higher. Yeah. Because I feel like there's some sort of like penance or some sort of like something in that where it's like, okay, well, I can be like down now and that's okay because then I can like work my way back up. Yeah. But if you get too high, like the fall is worse than like the climb back up. Than even getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I totally resonate with that for sure. Talk about how that affects your spiritual life. Um, I think the big thing for me in that is, yeah, is learning sort of like who I am, whose I am, like where I am, that it's like, I'm, you know, to borrow Tim Keller and probably everybody else, it's like, I'm way worse than I think I am. But, like, he's way better than I could imagine he is. Mm. And so to, like, trust that, that, like, that I'm important or that I matter. I think I need to hear that a lot. It's, like, that my voice matters, my opinion matters. Yes. Mm. And then by extension to other people. But, Mm. yes, that's where it starts there. And then once you have that confidence, then it's easier to step out into something or into anything, really, because it starts there. But, yeah, I think it's the big thing is just sort of, like, I'm not important. I don't, it doesn't matter what I like. I don't, I shouldn't be happy because like that's something for other people to be, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, but you should plan all the things that make other people make happy, other but people. you shouldn't experience it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because it's their, Jeez. it's their thing. Like, it's not like my thing is to put them out there and to not like follow with sort of thing. Well, I feel like I'm waiting for someone to give me permission all the time to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get, I don't know, it's such an odd, it's so odd, but like the things that bring me joy most of the time are when like 
and there's silly things that bring me joy. Like right now in this season of my life. You're going to have to tell me this too. So be thinking. In mothering, (laughs) Tuesdays are my work from home days Uh when the kids all go to school. And y'all, Tuesdays, I'm sorry. I love Tuesdays. (laughs) I never know how to respond because I'm like, I love Tuesdays. Yeah. Because it's just me at my house getting my work done at a pace that I can handle and I might be able to do something like fit, like choosing the music I want to listen to or eating whatever I want to eat. But I have permission because I'm working. So it's like, I'm oh, work. this is work gosh. time. And so I don't have to like do housework. I don't have to do any of the other things because this time's allotted for this. But in that, I can make my own choices and I can yeah. be my own person. And so in that, I'm like, well, I have permission to do things for myself right now. Yeah. Which can I just say, there's a mug over here that says Tuesday. And <laughs> <You> so <laughs> for a second, I thought today was Tuesday. And I was like, oh, no, we're taking away your day. <laughs> My favorite day. Yeah, we're like sabotaging your day. And then I realized it's not Tuesday. Yeah, but summer, mm-hmm. summer takes away my Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you joy? Baseball. Uh-huh. I mean, in, seri- in all seriousness, there is a big part of that. It's just like, I think being outside is a big thing for me. Like just getting up, sitting on my porch, like, doing work, checking, just doing, if I can be doing sort of whatever it is, if I'm outside or at a baseball game or doing those kind of things, I can kind of like cope with whatever it is. Like I just like don't like. Like tap into your soul kind of. Yeah. Like I have space to do that. Because if there's one that. other person there, you care more about them than yourself. Y- yes, I do. Yeah. And they can be at a, at a baseball game or outside. <laughs> okay, I know you're like not that. talking about like, me. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, like what I've, I've do a lot of, I try to do a lot of like, you know, personal traveling too. It's very hard to like plan that or do it. And I think the same thing. It's like, I will do anything if somebody else initiates it. If somebody's like, let's go to the thing, let's go hiking, let's take a trip, let's go wherever it is. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. But I'm not going to be the one that's like, hey, let's go do this because of like, well, what if they don't want to? Or what if they say no? Or what if a million other things? But I'm always down for something, but I'm not going to be the one that's like, Let's go do it. Is it worse if someone says no, or is it worse if they are there and you're not sure if they're there because they want to be or because you want them to be? That's a good question. Yeah, Thank I don't you. know that either Thank of those so are much. worse. Is, they both feel pretty. I don't. But I think that's why I avoid initiating. Yeah. Because oh, because you don't want either. either. I don't want either of those. Oh, if yeah. somebody if somebody asks me, then I know it's it's their decision to include me into it. And yet, with here, you. You still wondered my motives. No, I just wondered my own more so. Oh. But I like, no, I I assumed your motives were wherever they were to ask me. So I couldn't, <laughs> so I couldn't say no. Oh, okay. To okay. Do okay. It. okay. Now it, it became about me, not about you, basically. That's it. Got it. Got it. I get it. But I yeah. But no, yeah. It if, yeah, if once, yeah, the whole like me asking thing is very much like, I don't know if they're going to say no or yes for the wrong reasons or whatever. So I'm just not going to ask. And then I'll wait for somebody else to ask me to do something. And then I know they want me to be there. I think it's worse for me to be somewhere that I don't want to be or that I'm not wanted to be than it is the other. Like I'll say yes to something if I'm not 100% sure about it, just because I've been like included to it, which maybe why I'm on this, um, versus the other. Yeah. And I find a lot of value in showing up in general like I mm-hmm. feel like showing up for people is a big deal and Man, I, that is a great thing about y'all I want to do that as much as I can and I think 
I think it's it's been hard for me having a spouse and kids because I feel so much of that social energy like drained all the time. So I've found that if I do have space, like to like when you said sitting on your porch, I'm like, God, I love sitting on my porch. Um, but if I get a chance to do those things to like kind of do whatever I want for even 30 minutes in a day, then I'm more apt to be up for stuff. So like uh. like when Phil and I are planning things, I'm like, give me, like, just let me, like, let's get there and let me get get settled and let me have some time to maybe read for an hour and then we can probably do some really fun stuff. But I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> like right now, if you're making all these plans and have all these grand ideas, I want to say no to all of them, but I'm going to say yes because I love you and then we're going to probably fight the whole time. <laughs> Wow. So I'm trying, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn. Cause I'm like, when you're, when you have someone in your life that's like consistently needs you to show up like a spouse to where you're not like, okay, I can enter in, but then I can retreat. Like it almost feels like you always are thinking of them or need to think of them. Like I have, I've, I've learned that in order to find life at all for myself, like I, I have to speak up somehow and it, it's it, it's still very much not natural but even like silly things like for my birthday I've learned that I need to go to Phil and say this is what I want for my birthday mm-hmm. and then so I have to give myself three weeks or so to th- really really think about it and then and then usually I have a lot more fun if I can do that but if I'm not kind of sticking up for myself or having some idea of myself in our marriage, it can easily become like he's done 20 things and I've done none mm. and neither of us are aware of it, but we're real angsty, you know, mm. and we don't know why. So, And that, y'all gotten better at it how? Just by saying it. I think, I mean, we've gotten better at it by, yeah, like, counseling and reading books and and figuring each other you know there's been a lot of outside help to kind of broaden our our brains around how it's supposed to work and it's so not perfect we're planning a trip right now like first trip we've gone away from the kids in a really long time and it's kind it's not been very fun for either of us (laughs) he's like we haven't planned anything and I'm like we've planned so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're supposed to go next week. So we'll see. We'll <gasps> it's see next happens. week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gracious. Oop. I'm fine with doing like two or three big things and then the rest yeah. just meandering or like not having something prescribed. But, you know, feels like all the things, all the things, all the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want to come home exhausted. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. not my, my style. Yeah. But. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with our Enneagram 9s to tell you a little about an Enneagram assessment and report called IEQ9. My friend Ian Morgan Cron, y'all know him. He's the author of The Road Back to You, which you've heard me mention a thousand times on this show. He recently launched what they believe is the most accurate and in-depth Enneagram assessment and report available today, the IEQ9. The level of research and testing used to design and refine it is unprecedented. If you're unsure what Enneagram type you are, then the IEQ9 assessment is for you. Now, if you already know your type like I do, uh, seven, right? Remember that knowing your core number is just the starting point. The IEQ9 assessment and report not only explores your wing influences and your subtypes, but also shows you how your type affects how you communicate, give and receive feedback and act on a team. You guys, there are so many layers to explore. It is such a fun assessment to take. 
With the IEQ9, you get in-depth information designed specifically for you and your Enneagram type. We're talking 20 pages with the standard report or 41 pages with the pro report. And Ian's being a really good friend to us. You know, this is the only Enneagram assessment I've told you all about. They are offering 10% off for my friends. So if you go to ianmorgancrone.com slash that sounds fun and enter the promo code fun10 to learn more and get your 10% off on either the standard or the pro IEQ9 Enneagram report today. And you can follow Ian on all the channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything at Ian Morgan Crone. Again, that's ianmorgancrone.com slash that sounds fun. The promo code is fun10 and you get 10% off. So if you are still discovering your Enneagram type and all the other parts of the Enneagram, this assessment is one really good way to continue on your journey. So I hope you'll give it a try. Now back to our friends, Sunny and Jason. The having people up close to you until you marry someone is how you refine that, like how you get better. Like she's talking about how you get better at expressing what you need. Who do you tell what you really want? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think like, I wouldn't say there was like a stagnation. I don't know if that's the right, the right word. It's a fancy word. But I do think that there is like, there's possibly. I mean, can you hmm. remember times in your life where you've, where you have, cause I feel like they're so definitive a lot for nines. Like, that one moment I said what I wanted. Like, if you're actually going to do it, I feel like sometimes it's pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, I think there have been the, strangely enough, the first thing you said when you said it is like, I think about the times that I was like, not in like a healthy way or not in like a what I wanted to grow way, but in like the anger side, like yeah. sort of like coming out. I remember the like- The bubbling over. The bubbling over, which doesn't answer your question at all if we just talked about. Go, go But on. like, I do like- know like these two like sort of like hallmark times where in life in work whatever it is like very even kill very sort of whatever but there is a little bit of that the anger thing and passive aggressiveness most of the time like you may figure it out because I'm going to kind of say it like that mm -hmm. but there were a couple of things where two things happened and neither one were directly related to me it was still more of like somebody got offended by something or we had talked about something and somebody else did the opposite that directly affected somebody else. And those are the two times that I just like, remember like snapping. Yeah. And like, I said, at remember- At people? At people. Oh, yeah. I don't know this. Like, and very much, but I think those are the times where I'm just like, oh gosh, like where did that, yeah. where did that come from? And like, why? And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And yeah. But those are sort of more like the tentpole times that I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know about like in not a bad way, but in like a different way instead of like a, I want this for myself yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think like Keith or friends or friendships that I have, or, you know, sort of this like standing like Tuesday night thing that I've got with a buddy. Like, I think those are the times where it's like, Hey, here's me or kind of thing. Or I don't know. It's hard for, it's hard for me to go there. And so I think it's, it's hard for me to let somebody else like go through that door as well. Mm -hmm. But but I definitely think there's less there's less personal growth than probably there should be because of like how withdrawn I am. But I'm also like fine with that in a way. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've been on a rocket ship of personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> My twenties have been like an explosion <laughs> into personal growth. <laughs> I've been 
like, Lord, please make it stop. <laughs> but, like, the anger thing, I mean, with three kids, I, like, the anger thing has been real. We've talked about this before. So yeah. real. And I very much have had to learn to to communicate, like, to actually find the words to communicate how I'm feeling to my children so I don't blow up. And there have been times where I have blown up at them. And then using that, like, okay, guys, remember how mommy blows up sometimes? Like, I'm getting, I'm getting that point. Okay, it's mm. coming, it's starting to happen. So, oh, if you just can like really, knowing. yes, yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Like Sunny. getting to the point of actually saying to them, to where they can understand, like, okay, no, we, none of us like, like, mommy doesn't even like when that happens. Like, that feels out of control and not fun for me too. So, can we please, like, can you please listen to me or stop doing that behavior or whatever? Um, cause, and it's usually not all them, but it's usually like, I have these work emails that I need to get back to, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to get them done. And then I had like, Phil needs this and I don't have what I need to make dinner. And then the kid, like, it, it's usually a lot of things. It's not just them, but it comes out toward them more and it can be pretty overwhelming. But having to be like, if I don't want to cause crazy damage on them, like mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to have the words for this, mm-hmm. which is also not. It's just not natural. Having words for anything is very unnatural for me. Yeah, that's true for you too. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) um, So tell me, what can people say to you or do for you that makes you feel really loved? Personally, I feel like if someone can give me, if, if someone can give me space to say what I need to say, that feels so loving and respectful. Mm -hmm. So, which is where I find a lot of solace in counseling because it's kind of, it's space. It's space to process. Like I don't have to have the answers. I don't have to know exactly how to answer. I can meander as much as I need to meander to get to how I actually feel, which in everyday life, I don't feel like I get that. And so that's where I feel like people don't really know me. Because I, I feel like I have to have quick answers. I feel like I have to, like, I can't ever get there. I can't ever tell you what I want to tell you because it takes too much time to get there. So I think allowing the space for me, and I think if I actually do share an opinion with you as a friend or a close relative, that, that is, that's a really big deal. Like, that I do trust you and that, like, and it's okay. Like, I want people to know, like, I don't have to get my way if I share my opinion with you, but just know that that is a sacred, that's sacred ground to me. If I've gotten to a place in our friendship that you, and for you to notice of like, oh, good job, you had an opinion. (laughs) Like, getting some sort of, it's a long answer, but I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I think as a kid, like, I think nines as kids are really awesome to be around. Mm. Like, I think they are. I think are, nines as adults are really awesome to be around, just to be so clear. Sweet. I really mean um, But I think, like, nine kids are compliant, and they're kind, and they're more apt to share, and they're more, I think they're just more pleasant and, like, like kind of, but those same things as an adult are not as pleasant. Like, a compliant adult feels so like not awesome and so I've had to learn like when I speak up or when I do think like when I assert myself I'm like good job Sunny I feel like I'm Mm. trying to like reverse like the things in my head like where I would you know do something to serve someone else as a kid and that's how I got love and attention as a kid now as an adult I'm like when I do say something that I need to say I have to be like good job Sunny like, mm-hmm. good job. Like, give yourself the type of reward. And if that comes from another person, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, good job. You had some feelings. That's great. Yeah, you can express yourself today. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, and I think that 
so you should have asked her the question about my friends because that was a good answer for that too. I think just like the knowledge or the safety of like that I can like express my feelings around them or to them is just sort of that like unspoken like okay this is a safe place and I appreciate sort of the fact that I can like yeah say something wrong or stupid or whatever yeah. and it's like they're not going to leave or they're not going to be like it's going to be like, whatever you're an idiot or right. you're not or whatever it is not like in a bad way but that's very important but like the feeling loved I don't know I think that's like a hard thing as well um but I think for me it's just it's I think maybe because of the way that I interact like if somebody like either like does something or gives me something or just like the time spent it's just like if somebody does something that lets me know either for me to me around me whatever it is that's that signifies like oh I was like thinking about you or like I saw this and thought about you or I wanted to do this or I wanted yeah. to give you this or even just like going out of the way to say like, hey, let's go do this or anything like that. But just like because, that. just because. Yeah, just because. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, and that sort of reinforces that like, oh, well, I do like matter and like you want to spend time with me or you want to do yeah. this. And so that like makes me feel loved and appreciated just in the fact of like somebody took some of their like valuable time to like spend it on me. Yeah. Yeah. I second that. Those are good answers that will be helpful for people who love nines. What do you wish people knew about you that they don't know? Like about our number or about us personally? Either one. I'm so quirky, y'all. Like I'm so, <laughs> so weird. We do know that about Is you. Is that a nine thing? <laughs> are nines just weird? I'm trying so hard. Now that I have a 10-year-old, I'm constantly getting like, you're weird. And I'm like... <laughs> I know, but now I really, really know. Yeah. I think when I get comfortable, and I think mostly it's with girlfriends yeah. or with my family. Like, I'm just such a you're weird You're hilarious. You're not weird. So, I think you're so funny. Um, I do, like, cooking voices with Daly, and she uh -huh. is just like, can you do that weird voice with me? And I, <laughs> and I will. And Phil will come home from work, and he's like, what? What's going on? And I'm like, I'm... I'm the cooker, okay? I'm food, okay? <laughs> well done. I do uh, like that about you, though. That, but your friends do know that. But maybe there's a quirky side to nines that people get. I mean, that's kind of true about you, too. I'm just weird. Yeah, like, yes. um, Yeah, I don't even know like, how to do it. It's just like its own brand or what I thought was its own brand of like, weirdness. <laughs> Until right now. Where it's like, yeah, I don't even know like, how to describe it. It's just like, yeah, he's just, don't worry about that. Oh, it's, Jason, it's that fine. makes me happy about yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's only up close that people get that. That's not like what you would put on the internet. I don't put anything on the internet. I, you don't put any. You don't either, hardly, Sunny. I don't a lot. I feel, um, yeah, I really think about what I put on the internet. And not in a, like, that it has to be prescribed, but I want it to mean, I always want it to mean something if I'm putting it on there. It's hard for me to just throw something up just because. So the internet would never know either of y'all have a quirky side, as you call it. No. No. Although sometimes I do weird stories sometimes and Phil's like, hey, babe, you shared that with everybody. <laughs> I'm like, is that how you're going to feel after this? <laughs> yeah, see, I've, I mean, I've, I've never, you tell like, me. Yeah, I've never done a story like that's like anything that I post is like I posted something recently and my buddy went back and was like, that was the first time in three years you've posted like a human face on your thing. Oh, and I was like, wow. oh, well, yeah. And I were you aware of that or not? Like when you posted that after a long break, did you know, were you like, oh, like I haven't done this in a while? I knew I hadn't posted in a while. 
I didn't think about the fact that I hadn't posted like a human in even longer. Yeah. But I knew it was almost like something I didn't post. And I was like, gosh, this is something like I felt like I needed to put. Yeah. But it definitely was like a lot of like back and forth and like, yeah, I feel like I, a lot of times with like my posting or lack thereof, it's like one who cares mm-hmm. Two, like if anyone does care, are they going to consider this as like that I'm bragging mm-hmm. that like I'm doing this? Like, yeah. And so I just sort of like, all right, it's just better to not like I'll send it to a few of my friends and then that's it. Like not everybody needs to like, love that. I feel like just the, that they're that you are still sharing it. But uh, yeah, that y'all, it is a. It does feel sacred on the non-nine side when y'all invite us into that stuff because I know that nines don't let everyone. But the truth that's true about sevens too. Y'all both get friendship with me that the world doesn't get, and but it does feel sacred when nines invite other people into their like most important things. Yeah, because y'all don't do that as freely as some other numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I want to say too, okay. I don't, we've not, this hasn't come up yet, but I am tired all the time as a nine. I just want to put, like, I feel. Nodding furiously behind you. I, like, <laughs> I am, everything is exhausting. Like, everything. Yeah. And I, I'll do, I've been like a realist is what I, you know, the, the negative things that come out of my mouth more frequently. I'm like, well, I'm just a realist. But ultimately, I, like, if I'm doing stuff with the kids or have stuff in the day or our schedule is really busy, and, and talking to my seven husband, I'm always, I'll say, it was good, but it was a lot. Mm. It was, and I follow that up for everything. Mm. I'm like, it was, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And I just feel that all the time about life, uh, like the whole gut triad and the, yeah. if, if we don't, if our schedule's too packed, I feel like I can't connect with myself. Mm. So that's huge. Mm. I need some space in my week to have nothing. Yeah. Um, which I was talking to a three friend lately, and he was saying, like, if I have downtime in my schedule, I feel like I can't breathe. Like, I like mm. that freaks me out. I'm like, I have the complete opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. If I have too much in my schedule, that makes me feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. So um, that's a very real thing I'm dealing with on the regular. Yeah. Like naps are great. I love right. naps. But Do you I, nap? I don't nap, but I just like when I, I think mine is like naturally built in because like my schedule is sort of like. You know, I work really hard four days a week and then three days a week I have nothing. And so those days I just like stay in bed until 11 o'clock. When you're in bed till 11 a.m., you don't need to have a nap because then you just... <laughs> you wake, the day's almost over. You wake up at lunch and then it's done. That's why you don't eat till 1230 because you've exactly. away. Now I'm understanding something I haven't known exactly. for a decade. He's yes. eating breakfast and lunch it's at breakfast. Baja. Yeah, yes. that's what's happening. They had breakfast tacos. I would so be there. Oh, my gosh. I wish they had breakfast tacos. Should we say that to Troy? Um, have you ever said that to him? I never have. But um, Troy, give us breakfast tacos. Have you been to Tempo? Our friend Gabe is... Uh, yes, Gabe and Keeley. Opening a place, hopefully, soon. Until then. We're back, we're back on Baja Burrito somehow yeah, now. Sorry. Sorry, Troy. And then, sorry, one thing I wanted to say, and you, we, we may be getting there. No, I don't know if we're here going. or not, You're but fine. I sort of like promised my friends that I would talk about this because as we were discussing this, it was sort of like, we haven't really gotten to like, we kind of have it like the sloth sort of like the inertia kind of thing. Like with me, with, like with work, we're doing that. Um, I remodeled my house and it took like six months. And as a nine non-decision-making person, mm. I sort of learned a lot during that process. Really? And so, yes, and relied on the kindness of friends a lot during that process. Like, I think Bethany probably wanted to kill me several times. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was... I'm sure she didn't. You think that? I am... You can't be sure. I, she, Did she say it? 
maybe not in those exact See, words. See, that's but... nine stuff. That's your nine brain telling you that. Maybe yeah. she just loves you and likes helping you. To an extent. Jay, I think I think I can frustrate even the most. Well, but like, six months seems like a good. Like, it I was feel like not a, that a bad nine. It could well, take three years. He also lived with him. Yeah. During oh, that time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but and but with that, like I say, all that to say is like having endless decisions was like incredibly like so hard. So hard. Yes, because it's just like a blank slate, and the contractor's like, "Well, what do you want?" Oh, I'm God. like, "I have no idea." Like, what what do people do? What do people put there? What colors do people use these days like okay but like what do what do i do what do people do like all of that and then we finally got through that process and then the fact of like these things that need to happen like i've been in the house for five months now and i literally got toilet paper holders and towel racks and bathroom mirrors hung yesterday oh Woo-hoo. But but all that to say is like I, I see it like time. every day yeah. for six months, five months. Yeah. And I'm like the fact of like so I can make decisions like at work when that's like okay. When it comes to like my home, I'm like, I no, like I can't Yeah. When it's like um like the toilet paper stuff, it's like a mild annoyance, but not enough to where you're gonna take action to do something. It's not about enough to it. move you out yeah. of the slothness. Yeah. yeah. And the mirror can like sit on the counter. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean it should be right here, but it's right it's there and right. it's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. then I've got to like call somebody. I've got to get the stuff. I've got to do it. I've got to figure out what this, that, and the other. And so I just feel like that was like a good sort of like the nine thing of just like, I mean, I felt that. And I think my friends felt that of like when they came over. It's like, oh, that's still not there? <laughs> like, okay. Like, oh, that's a problem? And Have you hung up the posters yet? No. Have you picked out the 10? No. I've put them, <laughs> I've taken wait, them out of one wait, room. Wait. and You haven't picked out the 10? No. We li- That's all you had to do. I know. Was pick 10 out of 60. That's a, that's And then we were going to Yeah, that's 60 decisions I have to make. It's so I yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't I, under, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, did I in our whole friendship, you've rendered me speechless once, and that was just right now. <laughs> yes. The idea But I mean, is it really that surprising? Yeah, it's like it's there's decisions. Like you've got to pick and choose and prioritize and what's the date don't didn't yeah. you want it before your parents got here yeah that's why the toilet paper things are now hung because oh. like yeah my mom lily would have like yeah. probably disowned me had they not been been up uh, by the time she got here okay so that became priority one because someone else's posters. eyes are on top are looking oh, at yeah. it and yeah. it's like okay this yeah. matters to them so now i need to do, take action yeah, yeah that's how you said about yeah. the posters too though well yeah but then the toilet paper holders and mirrors yeah. took, precedence took precedence because like that was like one phone call I could make to get all that stuff done because my contract has nothing to do with that. The posters, I have to decide what posters, I have to figure out who's going to come and do it, then have them come and do it. And then picking out the posters is one decision. Where to hang them is a second decision. Yeah. Who's going to do it is a third decision. When they're going to do it is a fourth and decision. Sunny's oh. heavy breathing over here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but wow. that's literally how every decision in the house went. Yeah. And it literally came down to like, you know, Brad being like, my contract being like, have you decided on this yet? Nope. No. Well, tomorrow we have to know. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to decide today then. Yeah. Like I will put off every decision until like reading the book or looking at the questions that were sent or <laughs> any of those. Sorts. I see them and I'm like, I really need to get on that. And then I'm like. But doesn't like hang out with you on your shoulder. That's how I feel. I feel like all those loose ends just hang out with me on my shoulder. But oh, I don't do anything oh, yeah. about I'm them. I'm constantly thinking about yes. it. And like yes. worrying about them and 
getting to do them. And you know they're there, but you're just like, and then you yeah. finally get them done and you're like, why did I wait so long? Yes. I feel so much better. Yeah. It's it's maddening. I'm a maintainer, so I can maintain systems and I can maintain cleanliness. Yeah, an object in motion. Y'all can. But I yeah. cannot be like I am not a visionary. Like and I like doing the extras, like cleaning extras. Like Phil, if he wants to clean, he's gonna pull the whole couch out to vacuum. And I'm like, H no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, people can't say like, that. <laughs> like I can maintain. Yeah. I am not gonna go the extra mile to do this. Whereas these. sevens, we want all. We want it all clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. very, like, I'm great, yeah, doing the consistent house stuff. But if it takes something bigger, uh, it is, yeah, it doesn't happen. So, is there anything else we haven't said about nines that you want to say? Anything else you and your friends decided you need to say? <laughs> mm, probably, but I don't remember. Okay. Oh, I guess one thing. Yes, I did want to say. Well, do you have more questions? No. No. I mean, no. No. Yeah. I, one thing I want to say is that. The thing that I love about being a nine is that I am so comfortable and okay with God, the mystery of God. Ah. Uh, I don't need I don't need concrete oh, I'm answers. Glad you said that. I so love the bigness and the openness and the unendingness of God. And I feel um Do you feel that too, Jay? I do, yeah. And I feel like that in turn is why I think I like being outside of like what sounds good or what's like this all this where am I happy or what I find joy is like national parks like places where i can see like these like natural wonders mm-hmm. and just be like yeah, there is those. no way to like explain this or to like yeah like bottle this up or like a picture doesn't do it justice even though it's amazing like anything that's sort of like yeah i'm definitely okay with like bigness and majesty and wonder and sort of like just that's cool and i can't explain it or fathom it and yeah that's great like I, that is actually a resting place for me. Wow. Of like I don't have to have this figured out. Yeah. Like this is, it's a comfort to not have all the answers. I don't. I don't That's need so to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. So I. I really do. I'm thankful for that piece of who I am and the nineness in that. Is there other things you're thankful about being a nine too? Um, I've. I'm. Yeah, I feel like I have. I'm pretty personable. Like I feel like I can get along with a lot of different mm-hmm. people, which sometimes exhausts me. But in the the grand scheme, like I really do like that about just kind of being able to mesh and enjoy yeah. different walks of life and not feel threatened or, um, or yeah, like I can only you know hang out with these sorts of people. Sure. Like I feel like there's value. I find a lot of value in different different people, yeah. um, which I love. Yeah, I think I can. You can like see and understand like all sides or all mm-hmm. everything. It's like, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And the next person says there, I'm like, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, so I think that's like maybe the blessing and the curse is like, you see everything from all sides, but then you see everything from all sides. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I have to choose now. Like, I don't know about that, but yeah, like I love the fact that you sort of like, I feel like I can like mesh into sort of like what the situation is and like kind of, blend in and get along and have fun in those situations because you can kind of relate to any situation or any person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did it. How do you feel? Good. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? Yeah. No. You can say yes. I'm glad it's done. It was hard at the beginning. I think my heart was pounding so fast for 20 minutes. I think it was oftentimes like a lot of things like that I do, like the buildup is like worse worse than the actual like action. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you both did awesome. 
And you're I, just saying that. I, <laughs> I know this is this is what I'm going to say, and you're trapped in my office, and I get to say it. Is that you both can believe me every time I tell you I want to be around you, and every time I tell you that I love you, that I really mean it. Hmm. So, Thanks, Annie. I almost did it without crying. Um, okay, the last question we always ask because the show is called "That Sounds Fun." What do you do for fun? Can't answer baseball. <laughs> then I have no answer. I'm a monster, <laughs> son. Um. I think I like to wander. I like going to new places and experiencing yeah. things, but I really like to wander. I love bookstores. I love when I'm in a healthy place where I don't need, like, where there's just no constrictions or timetables. Yeah. And so um, I love that. I absolutely love, like, if it, if everything aligns to be sitting on my porch reading a book while my kids are also reading a book. Like yeah. that brings me so much joy. It hardly ever happens, but I have some hope as they get older, it will become a more of a normal thing. Um, but yeah, going on walks, like my, some of my best memories are being, you know, being with Phil and just yeah. walking and talking and having it be free flowing and really, really fun. But I, I don't know, like I, I like whitewater rafting yeah. and some more You're adventurous things, yeah. but I, it just takes me a little time to thaw to get there right. oh my god <laughs> thaw. jay what do you do for fun i mean my real answer is going to a baseball game i know that's what it's i want to do but um but yeah I, mean, I think still the same thing is like yeah hiking camping going to national parks i love like traveling like i've done a good bit but there's still a lot more that i want to do mm-hmm. and like some parks i haven't been to but yeah i don't think just being outside in sort of like the open massiveness of nature and just sort of realizing that I'm small and that's okay. And this is like cool. And this sort of like helps me just to get away from everything. Yeah. But also going to a baseball game. <laughs> go Cubs. That's a real <laughs> friendship moment that I said, go Cubs over that, that my is. real team. And go Gamecocks. Oh, <laughs> that's a good for fun. I'll do that one. Time. I go to go university of South Carolina sporting events because that's the best. Okay. I'll let you say sporting that. Sporting event events. You've really suffered for me today. Are and the best. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The one time Jason and I can ever agree is when Georgia is playing South Carolina, no matter what. He's like stroking the fire over here. Braves cut. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. You're right. Yes. I'm getting towards the Braves. I'm getting toward not hating the Braves, but it's still the Cubs are still waiting. I love all teams, you guys. Thank you so much. I legitimately don't cheer for special. I I watch (laughs) sporting events where I. You're such a nine. I am. (laughs) I can't even commit to a team. Oh, you guys, I just love them both and think the world of both of them. And I am so thankful that they made time. And for whatever reason, they said yes to being on the show. I'm glad they did. I'm just so thankful. So our series is wrapped up, you guys. That's it. One through nine. Any a summer 2019 is over. Again, if you have any questions, we're going to do one more show coming up next month. If you have any questions, email us at podcast at anniefdowns.com. That is not where you send an email if you want to tell me to have a guest on. That's not where you send me an email if you want to tell me a story. That is purely for questions for the podcast. Jenna, the dear CAO, Chief Annie Officer here at Downs Books Incorporated. Jenna will be pulling all those together. And so podcast at anniefdowns.com. Hey, and I just want to say thank you for how you guys have loved this series and shared this series. We have seen in just an unprecedented response. And we, I had no idea. We, when we were dreaming this up last year, we just had no idea that you guys would love this the way you have. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so 
grateful. I love doing stuff that makes y'all happy. So it makes me really happy that you're happy. So thank you for your kind words. And as we continue to look forward into 2019 and 2020, do not hesitate to reach out on socials and tell me what you would love to see us do again, continue to do or do differently. I'm way open to that. Hey, coming up in July, we've got a really fun month, a couple of weeks with some extra shows. Of course, we'll have this Q&A show for you. Also, my birthday is on a Sunday, and we have a show on that Sunday that I think you're really going to love. So make sure you subscribed to That Sounds Fun so you don't miss any of what we've got coming in the next few weeks. And if you need anything else from me, you guys know I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs all over the internet. F as in favorites, because today the nines are my favorites. So Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, you guys. It's been an emotional one. (laughs) So so you guys go out and do something that sounds fun to you. You know I'm going to do the same. And we will see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Love you, mean it. And be nice to your nines. Oh, gosh, go be nice to a nine. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.